At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Dan Soder. And I'm Big J Okerson. And welcome to the Bonfire Podcast. You can hear our full show every day on SiriusXM. Go to SiriusXM.com slash bonfire for a special offer. And now, the Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder. And we uh, came back. You weren't here. Sorry. It's no big whoop, dude. Is everybody hearing this in the world? I hope so. Yep. Yes. Oh shit, we're on the we're on the air. I did I was so I confused. I thought I fucked up. I genuinely thought I fucked up. Hey everyone. He goes, Dan, before we're on the air live, I've been seeing someone seriously behind Christine's back. Oh, it's, oh Will, my God. it's Will Witzky. Can I tell you, Jay, Don't ever since people. I had, ever since I had my asshole surgery, I've been telling people all Dan, lot. people are listening. Oh no, 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 no. Now no, they know about no. my two buttholes. <laughs> One for pleasure, one for business. I'm an awkward starter. It's the bonfire. Sirius XM Faction Talk 103. I'm Dan Soder. That's Big J Erickson. Hi. Ooh, Joining us. Our guest, is, our guest is hooking up. Our, jo- our guest is coming through the Matrix. <laughs> Where's Lou? Why won't Lou be? Yeah, the cigarette on the table. That's how you know it means business. Yes. Hi, guys. And cigarette so in the true. mouth. I'm so Please welcome jealous. back to the show one of the greatest of all time, who you can catch at Caroline's December 27th through the 30th. It's David Tell. DavidTell.com for tickets. Go check them out in New York City, December boy, oh boy. 27th through the 30th. I was thinking about it, and Christine um, uh, emailed me, and uh, I was looking at the email, and we have the same thing from last year of like, <laughs> Hey, we're not going to be in studio. We got to do it on Zoom. So we've come yeah. a long way, people. We really have. Hey, yeah, look at us right back to where we were, just like kids. It's all back down. But I was it's ready all... to come in. I brought the holiday treats. Yes. Oh, oh, man. In person, that would have been awesome. Christine's going to have to change her panties after this. <laughs> I'm not the first guy to be talking about candy on Zoom, I assume. Tonight. No, no, no. no I... That's, uh, I assume that's how people lure children over to their home. Candy. I'm going to give it to a first responder. Why not? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, why not? The, if you're pulling bodies out, dude, might as well have some Reese's or some Kit Kats. <laughs> well, we're going, Christ- fellas. When me and Christine came over to visit you, I remember you had the, when they were doing the cheering for the first responders, and you had like a, a professional like trumpet player would come do a whole thing. Yes. Like, really? Across the street from you or something. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a Broadway guy or something, right? Or symphony. Oh. Jay, that was three variants ago. 
that's how I keep time now. Because yeah. that's so three variants. That's funny. I always I measure uh, cost of things in Schindler Jews. How many Jews does that cost? Yeah. How many? What Jews could I have that? gotten? What yeah. else could I have gotten? This guitar could probably be four Jews. This globe could be half a Jew. Uh, you're getting ready to be in black and white, and I was watching that on the road, and I fell asleep, and I came. I, I I came back, you know, like I woke up and Raging Bull was on. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, at least they're fighting back. Yeah. <laughs> this one, they punched they're finally fighting back. Um, which go, you're doing the uh, the week at Caroline's. Who's doing it with yeah. you this year? Uh, I got a bunch of people coming in. Uh, Nicole Amy is going to be there. She's coming in from L.A. Okay. Uh, Karen is going to be there, you know, at Stan. She's great, honestly. Yeah. I'm lucky to get her. And uh Ian's going to come by. Um, uh, Louis Katz uh, is going to be there. Oh, yeah. So, and then we're going to probably have a couple of drop-bys, but you guys are always welcome to come by. I always oh, offer. Yeah. Honestly, if you want to. Well, I always uh, try to come at least watch one. I, uh, uh, damn. I, I can't think of anything better than Times Square this time of year. I'm yeah. <laughs> people coming together and just being together. To <laughs> no, it's fine. I was going to go lick some benches anyway. And if I'm in the area. <laughs> I'll be in the area. How about you guys? Are you going to be on the road for the holiday or are you going to stay, uh, stay in New York? I'm staying. I'm staying in New York, yeah. I'm staying in New York. I'm going to go. Uh, I have a New Year's gig in Providence. Oh, that'll be fun. And that's uh, and that's it. Yeah, and then we'll see. We'll see if I don't have this COVID or not. Um, are you guys... Been... Uh, wait, are you guys, are you, are you guys uh, constantly testing? Because that's the hard thing now is to get a test. No. It is. No, I got I tested today. I'm waiting to hear back. And uh, I did. I did a um, rapid test because I was in Boston all this weekend doing shows. So when I got back, I gave myself. No, Danny means rapid. COVID. Danny means COVID. Not your age. Not oh. your home AIDS tests. Oh no. Well, that's usually through a bunch of beakers and burning liquids. <laughs> I determine if I have HIV or not. You know what? The uh, uh, the lines have never been longer. I, yeah. I don't it's know crazy. Looks like and new iPhones are coming out. Like a little tent. You see that? Yeah, COVID tents. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I, I've used the tent. In fact, the guy I used the tent one time, and the guy was like, "Hey, just uh, screen grab the picture of your, of your uh, code thing, you know." And he's like, "Next time you want to get tested, just walk up and show me this." I just like show it to him, and he's like, "And I'll, and you can get tested." Wow, nice VIP. It's oh yeah, dude, it, it's the bottle service of COVID, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> instead of them bringing you a, a instead of them bringing you a, a bottle of vodka with a sparkler in it, they shove a swab up your nose. Yeah, yep. those swabs have gotten thinner and they go deeper with them now. Oh, but at least they should have a flap or something, just a little privacy. Maybe I'm old, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just fuck Sorry, my nose in front of all these people. Sorry, Dave. We're way on more by a street person. Yeah, we're we're way more open. We do it in front of everyone. I love to watch people getting tested. I'm a voyeur. I'm a test voyeur. That's true. Yeah, that's the new kink. Yeah, Christine, do you have that story up? Because we were talking about Schindler's List. Uh, this thing about the third graders acting out the Holocaust. Is this like the is this like the power experiments they used to do with the? Uh, no, I think it was like, just where, an where they have like the zealous... they do like police or like wardens and. Uh, Yes. Prisoners. Seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Then no, all the kids got super mean. Mm-hmm. That's how my parents met. <laughs> <laughs> my father was one of the guards. My mother a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in mock in Our mock guy. prison. <laughs> they met in mock prison. 
what brought you two together? Just role playing? Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was an li- after it was a... school special. They were. Uh, I remember about that. Oh yeah, uh, they did. A, they the did teacher a movie turned too. all the kids into Nazis. Well, this well, is a, a staff librarian to, to, in DC directed third graders. Can you go to Anchorman? <clears throat> I can't read it. Well, it's a weird thing that the headline itself was weird because it says to reenact scenes from the Holocaust. Like, you mean events of the Holocaust? Scenes? No, they go. Like, no, they, they, they go think scenes. it's fake. Yeah. yeah, you know, scenes from that fable, the Holocaust. <laughs> uh, you know that tale they tell to get sympathy. <laughs> But isn't the real story here a librarian? I mean, if anybody just sits there quietly more, it's these people. Yeah, well, that's they're they were so proactive, you know. Well, yeah, Dave, they're just sitting there, th- kick, cooking up cockamamie schemes <laughs> to make third graders relive the thinking Holocaust. Of, thinking of Squid Games for for children, <laughs> <laughs> historical Squid Games for these children to participate in. Well, apparently, well, uh, this, this right librarian in D.C. directed the third graders to wow. reenact the Holocaust, including asking them to dig ditches for mass graves and simulate shootings. Yes. According to a, an according email to that e- the yeah. school's principal sent that's, to parents. That's the part that's striking me more than anything here. Well, yeah. All this information was given to them uh, according to an email the school's been sent to parents late. Was he sending that email like, hey, parents, just so you know, we're doing the Holocaust. Some kids will be digging mass graves and doing some uh, mass hey guys. A couple hey guys, what's things, going on? Uh, it's Principal Davis. Just want to let you guys do. We're doing more of an immersive thing now, where the kids actually live out the Holocaust. We got one kid. Dude, they gave one kid instruction. We're doing, a, put, ba- we're doing a bake sale fundraiser to uh, <laughs> be able to afford the uh, armbands. The yeah. armbands are uh, pretty expensive. One student was instructed to portray Hitler. Wow! Which that kid, that kid's going to be obnoxious the rest of his life. Yeah, I like it how it was uh, digging ditches. Like she had them just do like chores around her house. Yeah, yeah. Dig a few ditches, clean out those gutters, you know, like in the Holocaust. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you guys know this, but in the Holocaust, a lot of Jews power washed driveways. Yeah. It's going to be funny after this. They know nothing about the Holocaust now, but they all know karate, like Karate Kid from doing these chores. He goes, did we learn Did we learn about World War II? No. Are we efficient in Miyagi style? <laughs> Miyagi-do karate? Yeah. Miyagi Prune the trees. Do. Prune the trees. Dig the hole. He's Dude. like, keep an eye on them, little Hitler. I'm going to Nordstrom's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let these prisoners use the bathroom. <laughs> little Hitler, you're in charge till I get back. Yeah. And if, you, if you're good, I'll give you some speech juice. She's just giving them fucking booze, just feeding these third graders daiquiris. Yeah, when they ask the kids, they're going to go, uh, were you instructed to play Hitler? He's like, instructed? It was my honor. Yeah. I can't believe I was able to do that. It's the lead what did you, I got the lead in the what Holocaust. Did you, what did you do today in school, Jimmy? And he's like, I ran the Third Reich. <laughs> I mean, you learned about the Third Reich? Like, no, no, no. There was a lot of important decisions to be made. No, Do we I, take uh, Poland or not? He goes, well, I led with Poland because obviously, you know, a win's a win. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. The staff member has been placed on administrative leave while the matter is investigated. The episode has been referred to the district central equity response team. What do you think the thing? What do you think the tell was that they ended up having to report it? Was it the ditches? Uh, was it? I bet the, it was Little Hitler. Fake, I bet Little Hitler came into the class. 
I think little Hitler came back to like he went to math class too confident or art. He was in art, just being like, "Oh, you don't mean he? Play. You don't think he he turned on him? He wasn't a rat. You're saying he just wore it too long. He kept yeah. going. He took yeah. yeah. He took his Hitler act. He took his Hitler act to the lunchroom. That's not. Oh well, wrong. the student assigned to the role of Hit- Hitler is Jewish, according to a parent. Yeah, his Hitler act. That's hilarious. He goes, "Ah, when I was in third grade, I had this Hitler act." <laughs> I would do, oh, I would do this Hitler. Yeah, they wrote a play around it. I don't know, man. I just this one librarian. What if she's one of these kids' favorite teachers when they grow up? They're like, <laughs> ah, I want to thank that librarian for teaching me. I don't think, Dave. Did you ever have a teacher when you were young that you felt even really cared enough to dig into a project like this? I feel like all of our teachers were just getting through the forty-five minutes. I think a lot of them were teachers because they were uh, dodging the draft. So they would just really just <laughs> alive, you know? <laughs> yeah. You can't kill like, me. I'm a teacher. I'm going to say guys fill out the ditto, you know, whatever that was. But I don't ever, <laughs> I've never, I never had a dangerous minds turn the chair around type of teacher. I never had yeah. one that just like took a, such a major interest in like uh, turning lives or teaching. They were all just like fine with it. None of them yeah. were that upset if you didn't do good. <laughs> like I never <laughs> felt it, the heart, the teacher that cares this much. I, I can't say I had that, that was not a big influence on me. If anything, was not a big influence. It was always like you know, you see this guy, he's dumb, but he's rich. Look at him. <laughs> he's out of sixth grade, but he, you know, copper yeah. wire something. <laughs> Did you not have a uh, a stand and deliver? <laughs> you got to learn math, man. If you David, want to man, you got to learn these. Dave, you got to learn these jokes, man. You got to learn premises <laughs> and punchlines, essay. I'm going to help you. I'm going to walk you through it, essay. Um, yeah, I never, I can't think of one teacher who gave a shit. Teachers, this is this kind of thing happened. Never got in like, trouble for playing hooky because the teacher was even that concerned about that. They were like, whatever. No, but Jay, this kind of thing happens once like every three years. A teacher thinks they're really going to break through by making them do like reenact a slave auction. And then they're like, hey, uh, all the kids are mad. All the kids' parents are mad, and you have to be fired now. Or they, try to make, or they try to take like that Michael Richards like shock approach. Like, yeah. you're all faggots. Ooh, words, 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 words. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we're all saying crazy words. What's well, the meaning behind the words? But you just go and start giving uh, preachy lessons. Like, ah, I think the teacher called us you know all faggots I- today. You know, it's the weird thing, though, is that they all wear masks. So maybe they will associate masking with learning, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I really need to tell you something. Okay, let me put on my mask. Yeah, hold on. Let me get my, let me get my, not their magic power, you know, their their cape. (laughs) Let me put on my knowledge muzzle and we'll get to work. I don't know, man. It's uh, this kind of thing, this kind of stunt when they try to do this is always backfires. It never goes through. So. Well, this person. You I know more out? teachers. I know more people who have fucked te- or stories of teachers who have fucked students than teachers that have cared so much about students that made it their entire lives. Like Joe Clark and Lean on Me. Where these people aren't out there. <laughs> Someone who cares that much about the youth, they don't care. Yeah, yeah you fell through the cracks. That's what happened. Yeah. Everybody I talk to in an audience who's a teacher is always. I'm like, do you love it? They're like, no. It sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I just fucking count in time until I get my pension. Yeah, you didn't no you find like, a teacher that tried to take something you like and use it in the curriculum. Like, you like uh, 
lighting matches, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if I told you that was all science? Yeah. You know what? Just because you know, he worked at those, like, just because he worked, yeah, I guess you, you probably see him at those, like, fancy fucking, like, uh, you know, academy schools. You know what I mean? I bet there's teachers there yeah. who like really give a shit when it's a place that's like a. You yeah, know, that's funny. I bet from those pictures of him being a professor, I bet Jeffrey Epstein it was that teacher for so many people. <laughs> like yeah. people he didn't fuck. Just people were like, yo, this guy just cares, man. He's so smart and he's just such a great guy. <laughs> he broke. He broke down economics. Like it was almost like I was saving my allowance, he was, and he really changed the way I looked at money in general. He did what? Ooh, not the not the Epstein I know. Not the Epstein I know. Uh, not Professor Epstein. He wouldn't do those things. Uh. This is that teacher in DC. She's like, "Hey guys, I want you to show up tomorrow with a shovel. Wear your pajamas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna have, yeah. we're gonna have quite a day. <laughs> yeah. Take the story down, Christine. Make us all full screen again. Uh, God damn it! That's so man. I, I've never. Yeah, that was that one famous one in the seventies where they had the kids do the prison and stuff, and they started being mean, like right. Yeah, but away. that was at Stanford, and it was college kids, so they were almost adults. This was third graders. Yeah, well, you get them young. They should do that now. Now this dude that goes, all right, I guess we'll just yeah. do the prison thing. I was trying to mix <laughs> shit up. <laughs> oh, they don't like flashcards, so we got to act like they're yeah. prisoners. So I can't do the Armenian genocide next quarter? Well, then I have to work on my <laughs> yeah. curriculum. Well, fuck me running, because in the spring we were going to do the Sudanese Civil War. But I guess these kids aren't going to lo- learn who the Hootsie... The, 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 the t- <laughs> I fucked it up. I didn't know the tribes. I blew it. That's pot. It it was just to do- good. You know, uh, I think Paul Pot said it best. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get enough these, attention. These kids <laughs> want to learn, man. Uh, yeah, who takes like just a bold experiment like that? I mean, well, every teacher I've ever had was was absolutely okay. If it was a day where they could just show us a TV thing or, or a movie or something, they would just would. Like they just never were. They just did exactly what the book said and, and wanted to like eat their bagel and drink their coffee while we did work. Did you guys do field trips? Because that was like a learning experience, you know. Like yeah, where, what was your Dave? What was your favorite field trip you ever went on? We went to, um, I lived on Long Island, so we went to go uh, where Newsday was made. Paper. The print setter guy, you know, it's like three fingers, you know. The printing <laughs> machine is a hungry animal. <laughs> Not operated when you're drunk, you know. And then we went to Grumman, where they made missiles. So they were really training us up for a couple of different careers. But uh, I remember like these weird field trips, like, you know, you know, uh, hey, you know, if it doesn't work out in school, we're going to tell you take you to a place where you might you get it. Work, yeah, yeah. Damn, we're all but going those, to Jiffy those, Lube. Those those first yeah. two you field trips. To a loading dock. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take you by a union office. Get comfortable here. Yeah. I owe school trips for me though. I think we said this in the show a while back, a couple years ago. We talked about this, but school trips, like the field trips, like the day long ones where we go to like D.C. and look at all the historic stuff. I bring back back nothing of the rich history or whatever we were doing or the information we were doing it was always about like hooking up or talking to a girl or something or what you can get while you were out there like what could we buy while we're out there yeah some gift shop and shit like it's all we ever cared about yeah imagine wanting to learn on a field trip (laughs) there was like also less penalties of like you're you're the teacher and you went out with like 20 kids and you came back with 18 you're like (laughs) (laughs) I go, well, I don't know. 
Two of them are going to have a story. Relax. Hey, what's going on? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody needs a little help in life. Uh, I've been going to therapy for years, and BetterHelp is an amazing way to do it. Why? Because you need a neutral place. You need somewhere to go to set your goals, to have somebody help you, guide you, focus you on achieving the things you want to get to. A lot of days people wake up and try to white-knuckle life. That's not the way to do it. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff you can't talk to about my wife. I can't talk to her with friends. I need a neutral place where I can say and be honest and let it all out and let the heavy load of life off my shoulders with somebody who's professional. And that's where BetterHelp stays in. The best way to squeeze the special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy, it can help you find what matters to you so you can do more in life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is awesome, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, not theirs. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You you get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you want. There's no additional charge. If you don't like that person, find somebody you vibe with, which is important, at no extra charge. Here's the deal. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonfire. Today, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonfire. Go now. Become a better person. Real quick, let's talk about one of our awesome sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Metro by T-Mobile. Mmm. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine printer bills that seem to go up for no dang reason at all? I hate that. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this. But at Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal. So here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited-time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada, yada, yada. Go to Metro by T-Mobile right now and switch while you can. That's Metro by T-Mobile, nada, yada, yada. You don't think I'm a sports guy. Oh. But I am a sports guy, but you don't have to be a stats guy. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everybody to use this. And I'm excited. Prize picks, Prize picks dude. I get, to, I get to actually go on and have fun. It is with, self-explanatory. With sports, and it's easy to use, even f- if you're an expert. If, but if you're a novice like me, football season, it may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Quite simply, this is easy enough for Chicks and Bob to use. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks right now, America's number one fantasy <laughs> sports app. Gamble on it. <laughs> and Bob, where you can turn your hoop knowledge into serious cash. I don't have that much knowledge, but you know what? You don't need it. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. I know what that means. Yeah, well, it's pretty amazing. You're just going against the projected stats yeah. of two to six players. It's great. A more or less. That's it. So if they say LeBron James, uh, 30 points tonight, you're picking if he's going to get more or less than that. More, only. That's it. Quick 31 points, you win. Yep. 29 points, you lose. Yeah. 30 points, I think, is a push. And you know what? You can turn $10 into thousands of dollars, which I love with the NBA, NHL, college basketball, 
entries today. Listen, conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketballs are, are getting closer. Be part of the action on prize picks for both men and women and, and Bob. Bob. College basketball prize picks even uh, offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets hurt. Tomorrow's uh, live show, I would say Bobby's projected farts are four. I'm going to go with more than that. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the over on Bob Farts on Monday. Yeah, yeah so you want to be in on this? Download the app today and use code BONFIRE for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BONFIRE, B-O-N. F-I-R-E for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hey, real quick, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors over here at the Bonfire, and that is Babbel, everybody. You know, one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, and Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold to date. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Bobby. What's up, Jay? How are you? I am doing bueno. Bueno. Yeah. That's what I learned from Babel so far. I learned one. Bueno. Want to know what I learned from Babel? Buenos noches. Non paletano, molto bene. What? Scusi. You watch your mouth. Bueno note. Omerta. Buenos Aires. <laughs> La Costa Nostra. Roberto. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash bonfire. Get 55% <laughs> off at babbel.com slash bonfire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bonfire. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah. I also think field trips where I saw, you saw teachers get loose a little bit. I definitely saw a few of them crack a cigarette. Once or twice. Yes. Oh, dude, the best was always when you would have chaperones that were kids in your class as parents, and you got mm-hmm. to see either how big a dork, how mean they were, where you're like, oh, oh, Nick's mom's fucking mean. I chaperoned, I chaperoned once, and they uh, and literally every, all of Isabel's friends thought I was a pirate. They said, and then it just it looked uh, the optics of it looked bizarre. It's it always like three. Three moms and one unemployed dad, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was me. I was the unemployed dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. I would go. He goes, hey, kids, I'm kind of in a rut right now, but I think I can watch you look at dinosaur bones. I was thinking about old... all, like, in New York, just, like, all the stuff that you would never do with a large group because, like, we would get on the Long Island Railroad Jesus. and then get into Penn Station and, while holding hands, walk through Penn Station to the subway. Then we get on the subway. It was, like... There's a million ways that would go wrong now, you know? Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. honestly, that would have been, like, a horrible experience. Dude, I was, I was like, Isabella. what's going on in the subway? Do you know, Dan, I was, uh, I think, Isabella, uh, when I would take her to Girl Scout stuff, like, I was the only father that ever went. And, uh, you know, she, she went to, like, a Freeport one, so it's, like, kind of the hood, her Girl yeah. Scouts thing. And so I would say something, i go... Isabella, am I the only father who ever comes to this stuff? And she was like, yeah. I go, no father. Is it weird that I come? Like, do no other fathers come? And she goes, Dad. I kept saying this like kind of loud. And she was like, Dad, a lot of them don't have fathers. <laughs> and, like, she wasn't wrong. That's the thing. Like, a bunch of them just didn't have fathers around. So, so they, were, they were getting just awkward. You. Yeah. They would like me very to... much. 
Yeah, see, you guys is you guys had East Coast field trips. I grew up in Colorado, so we would go to caves or places where <laughs> we did that places we or places where we killed Indians. That was a big one. They would just oh, wow. take us. That's big. They would just take us to where like massacres happened of Native Americans. Wow. Yeah, and they're like this is hey. where the slaughter the, sla- the slaughter of Aurora. Yeah, no, but they would. They'd be like, all right, well, we can go up to Cripple Creek. Where uh, it was a mining a town, and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, it was a all shit like death. that. <laughs> they love taking us. They would take us to jobs that uh, don't exist anymore, like silver miners <laughs> or like fucking donkey trainers. Yeah, Long Island, I feel like they should have took you guys to like Boeing and like a DJ Academy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. The two ways it could possibly turn out. This is a gym. Some of you guys are going to be personal trainers. <laughs> <laughs> and you- Welcome to the exciting field of catering. <laughs> it's like a party but you do everything <laughs> but I, did, I, was, I was out in uh in uh I was, I was out there and like honestly that town is all north face everybody there looks like they're ready to climb something i mean oh everybody God, yeah. so, do they so wake like, up and they're all, they, you can't take off your fleece in colorado or you die yes. and i've been watching all these movies about these these guys who are like master uh, rock climbers yeah and all of them are on the spectrum you know it's, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like, like that's the thing that they like latch onto this like life and death thing but i was well, just thinking like growing up how like rock climbing was like i guess for you for you guys that was like you know considered like yeah okay cool you're smart and all but how's your uh you know how's your ascent you know can you free, <laughs> can you free climb how high yeah, can you free climb, climb or you know what's going on but also that? Dave, that's interesting. I didn't know they were on the spectrum. It's kind of that's the West Coast version of autistic kids with trains. Is Colorado yeah. autistic kids just know how to climb real well? They're all like it's amazing. Like their moms are like, you know, we didn't know what to do with them, but then he got involved in this rock climbing, and like it really, like it was like whatever. It, it's like <laughs> better than written, you know. We call them koala brains in qual- in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> all they know how to do is eat leaves and climb. I think it's outside island, Denver. We would climb power, you know, like uh, telephone poles and power cables and stuff like that. And that yeah. was like the amazing, like, this guy got like right up to the wire. You know, this guy's like, <laughs> yeah. this guy's like amazing. This guy's like magical. Like he's alive, you know? Yeah, we had some towers and stuff you can climb like that. Like the like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Gilbert Grape. Yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> Just down. climb and then the whole town has to come over and get you down. A water tower <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah, dude. We had, uh, we had a bunch of that, but... um. I always feel like in Denver, though, now, I love Denver, by the way, but I feel like everybody there is. I think they're dressed like they're ready to go climbing anytime, but I think it's just a look out there. I think people move there from all over now. I think it's a very, like, uh, it's a very, like, uh, what do you call that? Like, transplant town at this point, and I think everyone just goes there and can't wait to put on their nicest, like, winter jackets and shit. You know how Tony Hinchcliffe moved to Austin and now he rocks the cowboy look? Yes, exactly like Every, that is what I mean. Everybody goes to Colorado and then they, they even, no matter where they're from, they move to Denver and then they go to the REI and they just come back out looking like a different person in hiking boots and yeah. light jeans. Yeah, you have like your pants are always like held on by suspenders. Like yeah, you have, a, you have a snowboarding tra- suspenders. Yeah, you have a trail mix recipe. You call it your apartment. You call it base camp. <laughs> so I woke up at base camp and then I ascended to work where I worked for seven to eight hours. Yeah. I only deal in military time and knots measurements. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Dave. No, I had nothing. I was just like. 
I did DC. That was awesome. And then I did uh, Denver. Like I hit some towns and there's a lot of fans, comedy fans like watching this. So I hit a lot of towns during the, I guess you could say the good, good months when I was yeah. like, wow, this, this is awesome. You know, like this is great. And then there was a couple of, you know, there was a couple of like rough and ready towns as well. But uh, the majority of the crowds that came out were, were I think we can all agree were great, but yeah. soldiers continuously brings it crazy. I mean, honestly, crazy. It's amazing how this guy has put that together. It's really crazy. It's gone. Yeah, those uh, those it's shows. Gone. Those is it really? The dome's it's gone? gone. It's gone. Yeah, they moved though. They moved to another location, right? That's what I was. No, told. I don't think he has a. No, I think he's just like using temporary locations. I might be wrong about that, but was I heard that, temporary. He hasn't have an actual official location. Yeah, was that Joel's? So that dome was his field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, I think he's. I think they got ran out by the uh, locals. Damn. Really. But yeah, that was—I mean—that was killer. That—that that was one of the gigs that saved comedy in the quarantine. It really did, yeah. And he—he he showed me. He said, "It's like I'm—I'm I'm bringing it indoors." I'm gonna—I'm like, you should just keep doing this outdoors. I mean, like, this is like one of the best. Honestly, it had—you <laughs> know—it yeah. was like you either play Red Rock when you're out west, or you play <laughs> Royersford. Here's what you do, dude. And, but they did that. That audience had the feel of a '70s concert film. Like they were yeah. like, they were always like, Jesus, you guys are fucking into this. It was great. Dave, had you but, ever done comedy at Red Rock for like an oddball or something? Yeah, no, I hosted like a, a band thing and um, a long, long time ago. And I was like, this is like an amazing thing for everything but comedy. You know, that's like, what I was going to I was going to say that. I go, I go, it's uh, the most amazing thing for bands, but I couldn't see doing comedy there being awesome. It's like too cool. Like the, yeah. the surrounding, it was like that red lights and all that shit. And like, that's where Incubus is supposed to play. You're not supposed to tell a cum joke. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a Greek amphitheater. Like you're supposed to do some kind of crazy, you know, like speech or something. Cause you're standing yeah. you're all on rocks, sitting on rocks and you're like in front of them. You know, I, I felt weird. I just felt weird the whole time. But the cool of it is, is that like, you know, for some reason, like people party extra hard when they're there. Cause they're like, you know, I don't know. It's like, we're at Red Rock. And like, I know the dead play there like every couple of months or something. I don't know what they do, but they always either start or end the tour there. And I'm always in Denver when that happens. Like the dead are um, playing. And it's funny because like you'll be in a hotel and there'll be like a 60 year old guy dressed like we were talking, you know, <laughs> and he's like, you know, this is like my hundredth concert or something like, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. whatever the number is. And you're just like, hey, we all pick different things in life, you know, <laughs> Those guys, no. go, it's like it's like the. I think the average of someone who would call themselves a deadhead is like hundreds of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred would be like you can't even get near the merch table. I think. It, I yeah. Think. What What are you at, DJ Lou? What are you at for Pearl Jam shows? Eighty two. Yeah, you're not even. You're barely a fan. Have you guys? It's barely a fan, dude. You're garbage. That sucks. I thought you gave it's a not, shit. It's not. It's not true. I can't believe it's not in triple digits, you fucking <laughs> damn man. You're I guess you're a Nirvana guy, I guess. What only tour every three years. This is all I could do. Dave, have you watched any of the the HBO Music Box documentaries? Uh no, I haven't seen them yet. The Woodstock one or anything? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, uh, the ninety nine. Yeah, that one yeah. was wild. That was a that was a crazy documentary. They made a couple of them now. Um. They have this one about this guy Juice World. I just watched the Atlantis Mars set. One was good. Are you watching them all, DJ Lou? Yes, every single one I saw. Uh, are the uh, I didn't see the one about the guy who started disco. Was that great, Mister Saturday Night? 
Yeah, that was probably the best one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, watch okay. that one. What are these on again? These are on, a, these are on HBO, HBO Max. They're on HBO mm-hmm. Max. But there's one, and you watch the Juice World one. Oh, what yeah. a piece of shit that was. I watch it. It's Juice World's a rapper, quote unquote, I guess, that got uh, entertainer that got killed. Mm-hmm. Or didn't get well, killed, he right? He, he OD'd, right? That's right. That's right. It must have been. When? It's just a documentary, I don't know, like a year or so ago, but he, oh. it's, the music is completely auto-tuned nonsense. The documentary is just a bunch of people just saying how great he was, but it's all just dumb people, it seems like. The people it's like are interviewing are always like, yo, he had a next level thing. And it was just him doing auto-tune stuff and nonstop taking drugs, crushing up pills and doing it nonstop. So, and then they're like... And then, sadly, uh, he died. You're like, let me stop you right there. Died from an OD. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was coming uh, a mile away. It was just, I don't know if it was more of like a celebration of his music or what. It was just terrible. It was so bad. I, I just never felt, I never felt less bad for a person's legacy who passed away. I wouldn't be able to tell you a Juice World. Do you have any of his music, Lou? Well, there's, that's also those documentaries that don't do serve. When you watch a documentary about someone and it doesn't do them any service, where you're like, "Oh, you made me not like this person more," and I think that wasn't your intention. It's What's the song called? Uh, Lucid Dreams. This was his yeah. This is his hit. That sounds like Post Malone. Dave, you're a big fan, right? You have all the Juice yeah. World songs. Is it uh, what is that? Skrillex or uh, <laughs> yeah. no? No, Skrillex actually makes those noises, though. Like, this guy's just saying words, and there's a microphone and production happening around him. I don't understand what was... Are the lyrics that great? I don't know. It just sounds like one note over and over again. And, and this... So it why was they make two hours long. I don't know why. <laughs> That's what I want to ask HBO Max. Why do they make a documentary about this guy? I, would, I want to watch the Alanis Morissette one, because she... She was definitely like a road warrior. She toured so hard, like through the entire nineties, I guess, whatever. Oh, yeah. That was. yeah. Like she was just like incredible. Like I remember like all those, like just fest outdoor, like all that kind of stuff over and over and over. So what's really funny was- about her is she still looks great by the way, but what's funny is she doesn't look like a mom now. Like I it went, like I stopped seeing her ever when she was still kind of like the mousy, yeah. you know, like a like female Jim Morrison kind of like, slinking around thing and now to see her she's like just like a mom she just looks like she looks completely like a mom but uh she's she looks great but i mean like uh but it is pretty funny and she says now that that song is not about dave Couillet. bullshit bullshit she said i was do you remember that you ever hear that theory dave yes yeah i did yeah it's my I first thing i ever said I to him. him live that was always the weird thing of like well what then i would look at his tour dates and he's playing the same clubs you know <laughs> he should have gotten more of a pop off of it yeah the, the atlantis morissette push he goes i did full you got house. the morissette bump <laughs> yeah he goes i did full house then uh atlantis morissette uh said i was a piece of shit so that packed it out <laughs> oh, another geez. thing when's the last time you guys went to like a, a live show though like when's the last time you went to like a concert uh, I went to a concert a couple weeks ago with Ari and uh, Katie. We went and saw LCD Sound System. Okay. And did they check everything, like that kind of thing? That yeah, they, they checked to make sure everyone was vaccinated. And then uh, it was good. You know, it was. Uh, um, it felt like pre-pandemic, kind of. You only saw a couple people in masks. 
Yeah. Let me tell you something. Um, I we went to see Genesis live, walking in thinking Genesis live for the first time in my life at the Garden. I, I if I get COVID for this, I understand. And I left <laughs> leaving saying. I wouldn't have taken a light hangnail for that horrible, horrible <laughs> show. That horrible, horrible show. How dare he? How dare he suck so bad? Wow. That's sad. Well, he's, he yeah. is old. He's very old. Yeah. He's sitting in a chair the whole time. They don't, they don't uh, you know, what do you call it? They don't promote that at all. You get there and he's sitting in a chair. Not even they a stool. Pay, they don't pay him enough to stand up. <laughs> he's like you want me to get up give me more money I always want more money and then he gets up and walks with a cane like off when they left and I saw that they're doing an encore and I saw him leaving the stage before the encore I was like oh god oh man no. it's gonna be 20 minutes to get him back out on the stage I'm like just leave oh, him god. there someone said throw a blanket over him like that comic what was that oh, comic Ollie story Porter? <laughs> yeah. oh Ollie Joe Porter yes <laughs> Just throw mm-hmm. a blanket over him. He's just like, I'm going to sit here and smoke a cigarette under this sheet. Pull it when you want me to sing. That's Isn't so Madison Square Garden the coolest? Like, I, I did that uh, 9-11 benefit. That was uh, Pete Davidson and John Stewart's, you know, charity. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. First responders. And, like, honestly, like, the whole, like, system they have there, it's, like, such a amazing, amazing experience. And then we, because we're backstage, we got to see, like, you know, like, the load-in. Like, we're, like, yeah. you know, it's played there. They would like load in like, you know, 20 RVs or whatever it was like. It's crazy. Just, like, imagine in your mind, like all the crazy stuff that went on there. You know? Yeah. 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 It's a pretty cool place. That's got to be badass. You especially get to see all behind the scenes thing. One time I got to go to the WWE was at Barclay Center and I had been I'd been to the Barclay Center before for concerts and stuff. But I went with Michael Che, and since the WWE and SNL have a good relationship, they sent him like a car, and they like drove us in and took an elevator down. It was fucking crazy. That is cool. I've never yeah. been to that. Then you get to see a bunch of men in their underwear, dude. Your yeah, feet? dude, I did. And some of them took home the U.S. championship that night, Jay. And two of them oh. were in a ladder match. So why don't you change your tone? They take pictures with you like you were a Make-A-Wish kid? No, they didn't. <laughs> were you gay number one fingers, number one forever fingers? I was too scared to ask. <laughs> no no selfie in a headlock? Come on. Yeah. God damn it. Where were you guys when I needed you that afternoon before I went where I could plan my photos? Did we, uh, I don't know if I said this on air or anything or not, but my thing was seeing celebrities on an airplane now. It's like... If I notice them when the plane starts, I'd rather be on a plane with no celebrities because when I am, I'm consumed the whole trip with what I have to do or not do to say I, or I not say to them. I was just recently on a flight and Kevin Durant was sitting on a, a row in front of me. <sighs> That's what I mean, man. And you you're just, like, you just don't say nothing. Well, you sports just... is easier for me because if you're not on my team, I can <laughs> give two fucks about you. How can you tell if everyone's masked up, though? Uh, he was six foot nine, and you know, like he looked like Kevin Durant with the mask. Oh, Kevin on. Durant! I don't know because like he's a he's zillionaire. Well, yeah. Kevin Durant's a zillionaire, and for some reason, it looks like a fire broke out on his head. I don't know why his hair is like that. Dude, he it's does. He has, pe- he has Pesci Home Alone one head. It's, can you bring up a picture of Kevin Durant's hair? Just if you like, write that. Everyone will. There'll be a lot of pictures. It must be talked about a ton. That is uh, the hilarious, these guys that stay in basketball so long now, like LeBron James and stuff, 
watching their hairlines go back <laughs> and the ball. Uh, and then you get to see one season where their hairline comes back because they got yeah, the surgery. Hell yeah. Jay, what <laughs> celebrities have you flown with? It's not Jesus. It's a mess, that hair, huh? It's, um, I flew with well, the Well, he Rizzo. was just with Fat Joe. Yeah, Fat that Joe. That was the awkward one. No, they're all awkward to me. Cause but I, the that was the only one you tried to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Fat Joe, the RZA from Wu-Tang Clan, and oh, there's been like one or two more. I can't think of what they were, but like it doesn't, because I've never said anything to them, but I really, oh no, I flew the lead singer of Anthrax and his uh, wife, but I knew them briefly, so that wasn't a weird introduce. Like we did the same, like the same like uh, gigs together before, so like that wasn't so weird. But the Fat Joe, yeah, the whole flight, I'm like, what am I going to say, dude? Fat Joe's going to think I rule with what I say. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it just, he did not at all. And then I ran, like, I I got away from him as fast as possible because I felt embarrassed by saying something at all. Yeah. And then when I got far away from him, somebody recognized me, which would have been so cool for him to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but oh, he did not at all. Where were you? F- What's the biggest celebrity you've flown with, Dave? Uh, I really, um, I was in the airport one time and Mitt Romney was uh, walking to the gate or something like that. Oh, really? And wanted a picture with him. I was just thinking, <laughs> that's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird thing. But he was all like, like waving and everything like that. But uh, that's, I, I really can't, I can't really put my, I don't know the celebrities like you guys do. Like, I don't know who's who and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'm have you sure ever I, have you ever uh, next to someone from Babylon Five? You know, like that's one of cool. these TV shows or something. Yeah. Um, you fly to like L.A. or Aspen or something. You have to go to like celebrity places to see the yeah. celebrities. I, I was when I was at the cellar the other day, and uh, Kevin Hart was on stage upstairs. It was uh, Che and somebody else. Just felt like a bit of a, a little bit of a star-studded night. And I looked across the room while the band was playing. It was packed. And I go, oh, shit. And Erica Badu's here. And Christine was like, really? Where? And I go, right over there. That, you can see their silhouette. And I go, it's definitely only Erica Badu has dread, you know, the, those braids and that whatever that go all the way down her back and wears that wrap and a big pilgrim hat. That's her look. That's her thing now, right? You've seen yeah. it there? It was it was not her at all. <laughs> As I got closer, it was just a woman that dresses identically to Erica That's... Badu. But I was uh, I was moving forward with the confidence that it was definitely her. Yeah, where you're like, "That's 100 percent Erica Badu." Oh my god, it's another lady that just decided to look like Erica Badu. So, would you, if you saw a celebrity that you knew, would you like engage with them? Like, you know, hey, would you? Or... No, I think mm-hmm. it'd be too awkward. I would always be too. I, the last celebrity that I approached to say something to was uh, a wrestling manager named Paul Heyman because we were on two flights together, and I was like, it was just awkward, and I felt stupid, and I walked away being like, that was it. I shouldn't have done that. You're like, NWO for life. I gotta go. I go. I just want to let you know. That I think ECW ruled. Thank you for creating uh, it. We should let Dave go because. We got to take a commercial, and then when we come back, we just we went long. So when we come back, we're going to have to just end the show anyway. So let's say Whoa. Dave, of course, is going to be at Caroline's, the shows of the year at Caroline's. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's, is, a, it's a tradition. It's a it's, holiday tradition. To be back. It's going to be hopefully a safe, fun week. And uh, thank you again, guys, for having me on. It's great to connect. 
again with your fans because they're the ultimate comedy people. So I hope to see you guys down the road. Twenty seventh and thirtieth. It's the it's the shows of the year. I really it's my favorite thing in New York comedy is David. Yeah, davidtell.com. If you're in New York, go go check him out at Caroline's December twenty seventh through the thirtieth. And then Dave, we'll have to have you back in studio the second we're back to hang Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Um, anyway, Christine, thank you, and guys, be safe, and I'll uh, hopefully I'll see you guys over the next couple of weeks. You know. Absolutely, Thanks, Dave. Dave. Take care. See you, Dave. And we will be right back, everybody. It's the bonfire. You've been listening to Sirius XM's Bonfire. New episodes every Tuesday through Friday mornings and full shows always on Sirius XM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.